In these politically correct times that are bringing the cool factor to androgyny, parents who are trying to raise their boys into men are not finding it to be as routine as it was for parents just a decade ago. Far from it, in fact. Today, there are new standards, protocols, even terms that many of us are yet to be familiar with. And even the definitions of many of these terms have to be sorted out and agreed upon before we can have an intelligent conversation about manhood. According to many of today's cultural elite, transitional assumptions about manhood, well, they can no longer be assumed. In fact, many are even frowned upon today. Apparent absolutes about boys and men now have become fluid. And more than that, American culture has created a climate ripe for the systemic discouragement of our young men. Have they been in some sense emasculated? And if so, well, what can be done about it? We'll talk about that today on Licensed to Parent. Well, welcome. You have found us once again, those licensed to parent guys who always seem to be bashing American culture. Actually, if you think about what we're doing, though, that's not really the case, as I'll explain in just a moment. Uh, but first, let me introduce our host on the program, Trace Embry. Trace is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a Christ-centered residential program for troubled teens. I'm Rich Rosal, and, well, what we do each week on the program here is to try to bring some common sense and Christian insight to today's culture. When society tries to change the ways it thinks about certain things, it's often helpful to well, look at why we thought differently in the first place, and sometimes change is very necessary, as was the case with slavery, for example. But, uh, but Trace, to, to turn it to today's conversation, in these days of political correctness and our society's many attempts at making sure there's a level playing field for everyone, it seems like there have been some side effects to a lot of this, to put it mildly. But, well, especially with respect to our young men, to uh, these young men's ability to step up to the plate and and basically grow up. And that's what we want to talk about today. Your yeah. thoughts? Well, Rich, there's no doubt that we have a, a crisis of manhood in America today. Uh, but first, l l let me say that I'm all about a level playing field uh, with respect to opportunity. Uh, I don't care about your gender, your, your race, or any other overly leveraged or abused term that that's helped divide our nation. I think a, a true meritocracy shouldn't care about these things either. But this crisis of manhood transcends political correctness because if it weren't for the myriad other culturally driven factors in the equation, I think there'd still be enough motivation in real men uh, and women, as, as the term has traditionally been defined, uh, to stand behind their convictions despite political correctness. And, and there's no doubt that our culture has been influenced and polluted by so many things that have made it very easy for men in particular to be adversely affected and perhaps even the scapegoat of a lot of things that may or may not have any real merit. I think the bottom line is that we've simply messed with God's ecosystem, mm -hmm. so to speak. Uh, when the creation thinks that they've got a better idea for doing life than, uh, or even defining life than, than that of the creator, that's when we're building a house of cards. I like what G.K. Chesterton said. He said, before you tear down a fence... Find out why it was put up to begin with. Right. Well, as you know, we are not alone in our thinking on this. Uh, each week you'll hear a, a variety of guests who join us to discuss these topics. But uh, today we want to welcome to the program Gregory Kufakos. Now, Gregory is a veteran addiction counselor and therapist. He's just published a book called The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. 
that explores the epidemic of young men failing to launch. Uh, studies have shown that many men between the ages of 16 and 35 find themselves stuck between adolescence and adulthood. I would say sort of uh, trapped in childhood, frustrated with their lives, and feeling forced to cope with a variety of things, drugs, pornography, and video games, just to name a few. Uh, Gregory holds a master's degree in psychology from the New School for Social Research. He's a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor and a nationally certified recovery coach. Uh, Gregory's work helps clients identify what's gone wrong, why traditional therapy often fails them, and how emerging men can break their debilitating cycles. Well, Gregory, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Thank you. Good to be here. Gregory, uh, any of this failure to launch problem that we're seeing in, in young men today, uh, or Peter Pan male syndrome as it's often called, culturally induced, things that we've allowed to accept in our culture that maybe uh, crept in under our noses? Well, I, I believe that it is the duty of the the community and the culture to bring their young men along in an empowering way. So I would say 100% responsible. I think um, that's that's our job. That's that's what uh, my culture did for me when I was growing up. They they brought me along in an empowering way. So I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, you know, I don't know how old you are, but if you're older than 40, uh, mm-hmm. then the culture was a lot more unified uh, yes. and settled on a lot of issues that uh, aren't so settled today. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess the question I would like to ask you uh, in light of all that is, you know, what can parents do to mitigate this negative culture? Because there are a lot of negative influences in our culture yeah. uh, to mitigate uh, negative influences while their young men are still boys. And, and yeah, uh, I'd like to, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear your, your well, response be, to that. just before I, I just, something came to mind. I feel it's important. I think over the last, you know, let's say three, four decades, you, you have much less people are reaching what, what I would call and many call mature adulthood. So mm-hmm. we basically have a nation of children and our leaders, quote, quote unquote leaders, are also, they are not whole. So right. to kind of loop back to your question, what can you do for your young boys? The first thing you have to do is to be a role model, you have to be a whole model. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be seeking your, your own wholeness in a very, very vibrant way. Uh, it, it was amazing to me when I wrote the book and I, I had already known this, uh, you know, before I started writing, but the most important thing that I did for the young men that I was mentoring is I followed my path towards, uh, maturity, wholeness, uh, creativity, happiness. I did that in a very authentic and demonstrative way. And then if you live alongside these young people, they soak it up like a sponge and they see how you're living. And that, to me, is the most powerful thing you can do. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's what culture is. That's what community is. Uh, we, let me let me ask you something. I've I've, I've kind of made this statement before, uh, but I'll I'll bring it up to you. When you look at America today, and you hear we have systemic this problem, systemic that problem, you know, systemic drug issues, systemic whatever. You know, in light of the fact that one in ten kids are going to be on some kind of uh, behavioral med by the time they're eighteen, if that statistic is true, mm-hmm. sounds like we've got systemic mental illness in our nation. And, you know, how much of this is due to all the things that our, our young kids, I mean young kids, are stimulated with virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, largely thanks to smartphones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Are, are we there? Uh, are, are we systemically mentally ill? Well, um, the system is a big part of the problem. But, I agree. you know, the nature of systemic thinking is that if one part of the system changes, the entire system changes. So uh, rather than, you know, commune with these young men and complain about the deficiencies of the system, mm-hmm. I engage them in uh, a process of their own transformation which means stop playing the victim role. Right. Whatever ha- has happened to you, um, whatever your culture has failed to do for you, do you want to change that? And yeah. um, I found a way to take extreme, extreme cases and help them overcome the deficiencies of culture, which naturally seep into themselves. Uh, but so... If you can do it in an extreme case like I'm doing, it should not be that hard to do it in more mild cases. Gregory, I know you know we're talking about things that we shouldn't do, things that we should remove in terms of bad influences from culture. But turning things around and taking a more proactive stance on this, I know that you say it's really important that every young man find his purpose in life, mm-hmm. which, which I think is, is terrifically important. I think a lot of parents... Um, sort of abdicate all of the guidance that they should be giving their children because they want their their child to decide everything or whatever. But for for a young person, a young man, to be able to find his way, he needs to have that modeling that you that you described, but some mm-hmm. guidance also. So so how can parents do a better job specifically at helping their sons find their purpose in life? What do they need to do? Well. I can tell you what I did uh, to help these young men find their purpose. And, you know, it's no secret that they are lacking in purpose. Okay. The parents see it. uh, The culture sees it. Even the kids, the young men, they see it. They don't have a purpose. So this is something we can all agree upon. The question really became for me and the young men that I was working with, what do we do about it? And what I found uh, was that trying to engage them at the rational level didn't cut it. And by rational, I mean mm. that, that cognitive, more evolved part of the brain, which is like you sit down and you talk and you try to figure things out. That never worked. What I found worked was a series of very simple things that I started to do with these young men. And they were, I focused on creating a very authentic connection 
with them. Mm-hmm. And that connection had to be activity-based. In other words, we were in the world exploring, doing things together, taking a hike, cooking a meal, going to church, going to the mall. Whatever we were doing, we were forming a connection while we were exploring the world. And then there is that bridge that they have to cross, which the Peter Pan young boys hate to cross. And that is the decision to make an engagement. The decision to say, okay, I'm not just going to roam around freely. I'm actually going to pick something from the menu of things that I have explored, and I'm going to uh, deepen my experience with that through commitment, through practice. That usually means getting a job, okay? But it also Mm -hmm. can mean um, sticking with a hobby. Uh, If they do that long enough, they are actually flexing their purpose, their creative muscle. And there does Mm -hmm. come a point where they they become more clear of what their purpose is Mm -hmm. here. Well, it sounds like you just explained a year at Shepherd's Hill. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're coming up on a break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk to you more about the purpose thing. So, uh, Absolutely. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Gregory Kofakos. Uh, he's a veteran addiction counselor and therapist, and we're discussing his book, The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. More information about Gregory and the work he's doing is available at velocitymentoring.com. And the book is available online or wherever you get your books. We'll be back with more License to Parent right after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall to be completed by the end of the year, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone.
You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. A reminder, if you want to listen to this program again, or if you've missed any of our past broadcasts, you'll find them all on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And our guest today on the program is Gregory Kafakos. He's a veteran addiction counselor and a therapist. We've been discussing his book, The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. And, you know, Trace, what we haven't done is ask the obvious question about what the primal method is. So I'll well, leave about, it to you. I'm about to do that. Uh, yeah, the, the, your, your book, Gregory, The Primal Method. Uh, what exactly is the primal method? Yeah, so I can tell you when I spent uh, four years really diving into why, what, I was doing with these young men, why what we were doing was so transformative and so effective. And by transformative, I mean going from a 20-year-old who's addicted to marijuana, uh, has flunked out of his second college, is living at home, no ability to work. How, do we, how did we go from that to a kid who's graduating with a degree, uh, sober, has a purpose in life, feels hopeful about their life. How did we do that? I started to see um, some things that we were doing, some techniques that were uh, very simple, but also very unique. And what I really uh, felt was that what I was doing was instead of engaging their rational mind, I was engaging and tapping into their primal mind. Uh, the primal mind, I, I feel and sense, it is a much deeper part of, of who we are. We're, we are not just our rational mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like as I was uh, tapping into this primal mind, it was starting to awaken. And, you know, these hopeless, uh, powerless, lost young boys would be coming hungry, confident, confident, uh, emerging men. So I said, well, we're clearly tapping into this primal mind, this, this place of hunger and purpose and self, you know, uh, awareness. So the primal method is uh, some of the tools and the ways that I have found to uh, contact that primal mind. And I, I gave you a couple of the most important ones uh, just a few minutes ago. Sure. That you, you access the primal mind not through talking, but through activity-based connection. That is one very powerful way, maybe the most powerful way, to access the primal mind. Mm-hmm. The other way, or another way to access the primal mind, is instead of talking at or talking with a young man, live and be a role model in front of them. And they will see deeply what you're doing without you even telling them. And they will start to mirror what you're doing. That's also a component of the primal mind. This is sort of an action speaks louder than words approach then. Totally. Totally. And when you're using words, they are with authority. Yeah. Well, this is why St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel, always use words if necessary. Uh, What you're calling the primal mind, we might understand as the soul, maybe even the Holy Spirit. 
yep. you know, God's made uh, all of us in his image. And um, uh, part of being created in God's image is we're designed to create. We're to, we're to create ourselves. Exactly. And, uh, and finding that purpose. Uh, I, I, so I guess the question I want to ask you in light of that is, you know, is there a difference between find, a young man finding his purpose and a, and a young man finding a purpose? Yeah, there is, and it's an important one. And this is the mistake that they make and most parents make. First, you find a purpose. Then you find your purpose. Mm-hmm. And it does mm-hmm. not go in the reverse, and it never will. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right about that. And, and, and the Bible affirms that. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. A lot of preachers will preach that as if, you know, uh, raise him up in a church and he's going to grow up godly and holy and holy. And yeah, that's not what that passage is talking about. It means find out what that child's bent is. Uh, shape, uh, nurture that. And, uh, you know, I guess um, uh, the next question I want to ask is, at, at what age should parents start challenging their sons with, with their purpose in life? The, the thing with uh, giving a young man a purpose as opposed to uh, the deeper, more desirable, um, eventual development of his own personal purpose, is mm-hmm. you, you have to know how to create a purpose that will be compatible with that young man. And mm-hmm. a lot of people miss the mark because they don't know how to really tune in to the young man that they're working with and find something that would really engage that young man. Uh, for some person, it might be tennis. For another, it might be uh, trumpet. It, you have to know how to read the young man, but eventually they have to choose a purpose. They have to, to choose something that, that they can stick to. And uh, I can tell you uh, by the time they're getting to, you know, six to eight years old, they should be exploring different potential purposes uh, here in this lifetime. And that means sports. Um, that means different hobbies. And, and that's where, you know, as we, we've talked uh, a little bit off air, this idea of people getting trapped in the digital world is just so, just so bad because there's nothing there for you. That's, that's and then right. you're going to miss those critical years where you should be exploring the world to see what it has to offer. And that's how you develop your purpose. Again, you explore, you, you engage at some point with a purpose, and that will eventually deepen into your purpose. You will, you will come to know what your unique or your son's unique purpose on this world is. And when they do, look out. Right. No, I, I, listen, I was in my thirties until I, I come to realize this. Uh, He's still searching. And I'm still, yeah, I'm refining. Well, let's put it that way. Well, I, by I, the way, I just want to, I want to say something, you know, about that, that magical age of 30, you know, uh, that's also uh, in the scriptures when, you know, Christ uh, received his purpose at the age of 30. And I don't know if that's actual or metaphor, but I do find that there is something extremely powerful about men approaching the age of 30. And um, that's why I, in the book, I give young men a, a sense of urgency 
that you need to start preparing for that moment because if the moment passes you by, it's just like a female who decides at the age of 50 or 60 that she wants to have a child. It's too late. Just like if a, a young man wants to decide at the age of 45 that he wants to build a life, you've missed the boat. Right. That happens right. No. in certain stages of life. Well, I almost missed the, the boat. I can tell you that. I had to reach back a little bit. and. Uh, yeah. and uh, well, I up, did but... miss the boat, and I had to dive <laughs> in the water and, and hold on to the side of it. So good <laughs> news is life wants us to succeed. Yeah, no doubt about that. Is there a difference? You, 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 you would call yourself a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a difference between mentorship and mm-hmm. discipleship? Yeah, I, I do believe that when mentorship approaches discipleship or apprenticeship, that's, that's where we're, we're really uh, trying to go those deeper waters of discipleship. And if you look into the scriptures, at least in the way that Christ practiced it, discipleship for him meant friendship. It meant a deep level of service, a deep level of interacting with another human being. The the only way that transformation uh, can take place is is if there's depth to the relationship and, uh, you know, we could go on and on sure. using different words about what constitutes that depth. Um, trust is a, is a component, uh, understanding, but so is challenge. You know, mm. people, people come to uh, a mentorship experience and they expect to be ego coddled. And that's not how it works. Right. But that's you how know? common uh, popular psychology does operate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, how does this make you feel? Well, right. you know, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. sometimes there's a, there's a balance there. And, and uh, we, 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 we're emotionally uh, well, I think, when we find that, that balance yeah. and, and certainly and spiritually life, well as well. Life doesn't care about your feelings. So, you know, yeah. the sooner that we can prepare these young men for the rigors of life, the better. No doubt. Yeah. Well, Gregory, thank you so much for being with us on Licensed to Parent. Uh, Maybe have you back someday. Great. And our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Gregory Kafakos. He's a veteran addiction counselor and a therapist. And the book we've been discussing, and one we would commend to you, is called The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. You can find out more about Gregory and the work he's doing at VelocityMentoring.com. And the book is available online or wherever you get your books. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Licensed to Parent. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it or any of our past programs again, a reminder that you can do so on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And while you're on the website, you can also check out some free parenting videos as well as Trace's blog. Lastly, if you want your teens to achieve their goals, to uh, find their purpose, well, that's going to require focus. And being able to focus and tune out the distractions of the world is getting harder and harder when we constantly invite outside distractions in. And as you've heard us say on this and other programs, one of the biggest and most distracting culprits that we've found is the smartphone. 
That's why we've posted some information about wise phone usage and some options your family may want to consider to help get control of your kid's screen time. If you'd like to learn more, you can find it when you go to licensedtoparent.org forward slash wise phone. Again, licensedtoparent.org forward slash wise phone. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you back again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.